Okay, Dave, so it seems once again you're single-handedly expanding my vocabulary. Mellifluous, right? Not a clue what it means. You used it to describe Josh B in your last episode. So I've been to the Oxford English Dictionary. I wouldn't make the uh, noob mistake of going to the other lot because I know that would only agitate you or you may end up somewhat vexed. So, mellifluous, adjective, of a sound, pleasingly smooth and musical to hear. An example being her low, mellifluous voice. I can barely say it. Let's see if I can remember it. You take care. I'll catch you later. Come in, my child, out of the cold And listen how the story's told From fairy tales to happenstance The dice rule every random chance Take off your coat and stay a while We're rolling that deep percent time Yeah, cheers, Colin. Of course, you can't rely on the Cambridge Dictionary. Less said about that, the better. I've got more call-ins today. I'll string them together with a little bit of response from me, interspersed with a couple of highlights from my Old School Essentials unboxing, which I did with the kids. As you can hear, the rather distracting presence of bubble wrap (laughs) made the whole thing virtually unlistenable. So you just get some, some little bits from that. Here's one now. Off you go then, Joe. Barley. Okay, so... We are unboxing something. What are we unboxing? Well, open it and see. Okay. I'm okay. going to look at the dispatch note, check I've got all my things. Oh, nice. I've got an S. I like these. Look at this fermi thing is. Yay! Fermi thing is. Yay! Fermi thing is. I've also got a lot of them. Um, like, yes, yeah, nicely packaged, yeah, yeah. Um, Advanced fantasy game rules. Mm. You found any Essie things fucking there? Oh, wow, it's so much smaller than I thought it was going to be. That's my first reaction. It's all there, it's all in that one package. Oh, it's wrapped in bubble wrap. I'm trying to get much better than this, to be honest. I'm... Oh no, we're alright, we've got through it, we've got through it. Thank you, JJ. Yeah, you can cut that bit. Oh, I'm alright, it's good. Wow. I love popping the wrappers. Tome. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. It's so. Oh, it's so compact and lovely. Look at that. Hey, Dave, Spencer here. Really enjoyed you talking about your approach to creating mystery and uh, how us black hat players are really campaigning up the West Marches approach that you've taken and that 
those two things combined really brought to mind The Big Lebowski, a film in which a bunch of people believe they're embroiled in some mystery, taking random events and turning them into clues and creating this convoluted narrative about what's going on. Um, just a, a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful film worth mentioning. And um, yeah, yeah, felt it really bridged those two subjects rather nicely. Cheers for the call in, Spencer. That's the call's free thrall from Keep Off the Borderlands. Yeah, so I, I mean, I enjoy the reference. <laughs> with, with, the, with the one difference, perhaps, that the, that the players, well, the, 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 the characters may be equally sort of hapless, but the players do have that little more, little bit more control over their character's destiny. They do have a little bit more say, perhaps, in the way the narrative is going. But yeah, so I've had my hair cut now, trimmed my beard. I used to get favourably compared to the dude, or occasionally Fat Thor. <laughs> That's what my kids have called me before, Fat Thor. Um, not so much now, although I can't promise that I don't sometimes GM those sessions, being that they are audio only in my dressing gown. Hey Dave, 112 man, I've got to say, I feel like it was one of your best episodes, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and interesting note for you, I don't know how familiar you are with Mike Shea's other stuff, aka Sly Flourish and the Lazy DM, he actually a few years back, was way more into, I believe, 13th Age. So your um, parallels that you're seeing between his methods in the Lazy DM could well be traced back to some of that Numenera and 13th Age thinking. You may well be aware of this already, but um, you didn't mention that. So I thought perhaps this uh, might be an interesting snippet for you. Take care, mate, and uh, catch you later on the Purple Worm. Spike bit of calls, a little bit of a plug for Purple Worm there, which we do together. It's tending to come out on Mondays fairly regularly. Yeah, thanks for that, Colin. I really appreciate the call-in. I, I, yeah, I felt good about the episode. Colin's referring to my information flow, West Marches and Quantum dungeons episode i was just responded to some great call-ins but it did seem to all tie together rather nicely yes yeah, so i think the only the only reference i made to 13th age was just how um how the um the dice science in monster design um you know, is, is useful for thinking through how you might put your abilities together for your black hack monsters. So I wasn't aware, thank you, I wasn't aware of that connection between the Lazy DM and 13th Age. I've, I've said before, one of my issues with 13th Age was that it does, it does lend itself 
in the in the between combat sections to a to a very much more freewheeling approach to um, GMing, which I really enjoy. I really find the icon dice are a really good way. They are another random ne- mechanism, another way to introduce some surprise into the narrative for the GM. So I really like that. And then I always found myself brought up short with the fact that the battles seem to require quite a lot of design and quite a lot of thinking about resource management, which is why I find it easier with systems like the Black Hack, where you know you can slap a battle together on the spot so it's no skin off your nose if the players don't go anywhere near it i always found that was a problem with um, with 13th age that you know you had to spend a bit of time putting the battles together which suggested and as in fact baz says in king of dungeons which draws on the 13th age engine he says no look this game is a bit railroady but there's room for that every now and again so yeah so i'd be interested um to follow up some of that, to follow up some of Mike Shea's interaction with, with 13th Age. I'd be intrigued to see how he's thought his way through that. So thanks very much for the call in, Colin. Hi Dave, Barney here. I've got something for your Pentangle, Legend of the Five Rings. I only know the new Fantasy Flight version, and even then, only very little. But I have to say, I was quite taken with the dice. There's a 12-sided dice for skills and there's a six-sided dice for the rings. And the rings are the five elements, air, earth, fire, water and void. Now, the whole thing, in some ways, I find too complicated. At the same time, it's really rich and really interesting. So I'm trying to uh, navigate all of that. And... In Loco Ludus, I want to uh, talk more about the dice mechanics for Legend of the Five Rings. So, just throwing that out there. See you. Bye. Hey, Barney. Thanks for the call in. This is Barney from Loco Ludus, which if you're not listening to, you ought to be brand new on the anchor scene, already hoovering up all of the nifty interviews, some great content there. Yes, so I haven't looked at Legend of the Five Rings yet, but I am always excited by those systems, I mentioned this before, those systems that try to get a little bit more out of the dice. Um, So I, I really am intrigued by those systems that you know try to read a lot more from the configuration of the die rolls than just pass fail degrees of success and so on i wonder how much this dice pool system has to do with um the other fantasy flight game stuff so the the pool system that you find in warhammer and star wars and um the genesis system I haven't looked at the Genesis version of it yet, or really the Warhammer one. Um, I invested, however, a lot of money into the Star Wars game before I decided that it was basically unplayable, which I think is a great shame. I mean, I was really taken with the idea um, of building these dice pools from the various different types of dice, which gave you loads of possibilities, as well as success and failure and sort of degrees of success. You could also have um, successes that included setbacks and so on. And I was really excited about the, the narrative possibilities for that and the possibilities for the for the GM to to really read a whole lot of surprising plot developments into into just one uh, die roll for a for a skill attempt or a, or an attack or something like that. Um, I don't think they 
executed it particularly well. I, you know, I, it seemed to me like you had a pairing of a, of a wonderfully rich, um, you know, relation of dice to narrative that would have worked really well if it was a lot more freeform, but which was then coupled to a really quite cynical marketing endeavour and a quite flat character creation system. I mean, all the freeform possibilities of the dice are, are just choked out when in combat you are then having to cross-reference the various outcomes to a whole bunch of tables of, of tags attached to weapons or equipment or character abilities, you know, which seem to sort of prescribe out all of those wonderful narrative possibilities. And then you've got splat book after splat book which although they appear to give a whole bunch of options actually to me um you know support support a, a character creation system which is somehow in development which is somehow not particularly granular and doesn't actually allow for much distinction i mean if you look at the different sort of available species there's the the, the relevant numbers at character creation are so low level that there's actually not much distinction between them. And actually then all of the splat books with kind of class option after class option actually have quite prescriptive and, and actually repetitive skill trees. So, yeah, so maybe this is related to that. Maybe this is a different system. Maybe the dice pool system from Star Wars and that's all I really know about maybe it's more freeform in Genesis is a possible contribution to your ludic behemoth I'm going with behemoth I know that other phonic alternatives are available um, maybe that's something which as you accumulate other sort of system suggestions we might find a way of doing something better with than in my view they manage in star wars thanks very much for the call in barney i will have a look at legend of the five rings it's just pirate ogre i knew this would be nice. oh dad here's your classic owlbear owlbear yeah well done joe good spot in the monster book mm. i like Shout that sword right that is there purple worm you found purple worm. worm yeah good shout out to the purple worms Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact Dave, please leave a message on Anchor, email dpercentile at gmail.com, or find him on Twitter at d underscore percentile. Um, oh, it's got like the um, equipment in here. Oh, elephants! Horn of blasting, helm of telepathy, rope of um, climbing. Wow! Oh, I like this picture. I think they ran out that. of um, ideas. Well, the rope of climbing. Yeah. <laughs>